You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Cosmos After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Cosmos After Show. <laughs> Be still, my beating heart. May the fourth be with you. What is it with you? Is that like a mariachi? May the fourth be with you. Yes. Hello, I'll be bringing your sides a little bit later with the side of guacamole. What's up, guys? It's JC. Extra guac, please. Yes. It is Cosmos, a space-time odyssey, episode nine, the lost worlds of planet Earth, and of course, as autumn. Most wonderfully put, may the fourth be with you. And also with, and also you. with you. Thank you. Before we find out that we were a bunch of rats from New Jersey, let us yes. introduce our wonderful <laughs> host, starting with the lovely lady to my right. Hello, everybody. I'm Autumn Chickless, and may the fourth be with you. Very well played. Yes, and, and also with you. And of course, our science guru. That's why I'm putting pressure on wow, you. Wow, you're putting the pressure now, guru. The Jedi of science. Yes. <laughs> yes. The force is strong with him, but I'll let you take over from here, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, guys, got more here. Uh, Glad to be here, too. Yes. And right in the booth, we got we got the part-time model, Mr. Stephen Lemieux. What's going on, man? No more model status, guys. I shaved the beard. Now oh, I'm just a yeah. 16-year-old kid from the Bronx going to Jump Street. <laughs> <laughs> we needed That's the facial hair. Status. We needed a chewy. Oh, oh, and for this episode, can you put it on the graphics? Can you name me Juan Solo since you named me that when I walked in? Juan I can definitely. Solo. Juan Solo. I'll, I'll do it in parentheses. Oh, really quickly, <laughs> have we been checking out the new announced cast of the newest Star Wars and the original three are going to be back in it? And yes. I'm so yes. Sorry, yes. Oh, Steven disagrees. I'm sorry. I was kidding. Okay, you better be. Anyway. <laughs> sorry. She's like, Those are button words. And I got to introduce, because we've been in Studio B. I, you guys moved last week. You guys moved without me. I hate you all. Yeah. But I am so happy we're in Studio A because we get the chat roll. So we've got people on the chat boards right now, and people are like, what? It's an official Star Wars happy day? Holy Moses. Yes. Ryan Whitson, happy Star Wars day, and happy Cinco de Mayo to you as well. And we will be using you guys. You guys are our voice, because we're probably going to have some questions, Mm -hmm. stuff that we didn't capture in the episode. So hopefully you guys will be a backup, our fourth host, because Dylan decided not to show up today, took a fun day for the fourth. What's up, Ryan? We miss Typical. you, Dylan. Yes. Come on. Be <laughs> we, nice. We miss you, Dylan. We do miss you, Dylan. We hope to have you back next week, Dylan, of course. Right. I'm pouring one out for you, Dylan. But, okay, we've now gone 19 minutes in the show, and we have yet mm-hmm. to talk about Cosmos. What are our thoughts of tonight's episode overall? There was a lot. Yes. There was a lot to cover. It was awesome, but I was scribbling Me notes down frantically. Too. None of this is legible, mm-hmm. but it was worth it because it was very interesting. I mean, we pretty much covered the history of the Earth. Yes. We did. The cosmos of the Earth. And so mad I couldn't be with you guys last week because it was Sisters of the Sun. Mm-hmm. And once again, I was like, another Earth science episode. But you know what? Each time, I'm always surprised. 
I learned I learned so much. Uh, honestly, I think I could now raise my D in geology to maybe a D plus. Awesome. <laughs> 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 All right, so let's get into it because, I mean, I've so many fascinating things. That basically, well, of course, we were a bunch of rats. From, from Newark. From Newark. <laughs> wow. And that, Who knew? And that life exists even at permanent midnight, which we'll mm-hmm. get into a little bit later. But let's mm-hmm. talk about, he started on the cosmic calendar. He started at 10 a.m. roughly on mm-hmm. December 23rd. So this is about, what, 350 million years ago before dinos, correct? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And insects were bigger than Actually, it was, bigger than it was ever. before. Uh, it was actually before dinosaurs. Oh, that's right. right. Yes. We're, we're, oh, I thought that's began. what you said. I thought you said pre-dinos. 100 million yes. years before dinos. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, we needed, like, some super bug spray because they were millipedes the size of alligators. Alligators. Yes. I know. That's so horrifying. That so disgustingly like, I could uh, ride a millipede, and I am not happy no, about no. that. No, Dragonflies the size of eagles, and I'm just imagining. That's kind of cool, though. How big would cockroaches have been then. Oh, don't go there. Just don't Oof. bring that up. You know, when you see them in your house now, it would have a whole new meaning. Imagine <laughs> them being the size of, like, your dog. But Spiders. They, oh, oh, no. It's like Harry Potter. But there was a, a word that was that was said there that I watched it again with Scott, and it was the word, was it linguin? Yeah, what was that word? I didn't catch that, and I didn't know what that was. Yes. Yes. Oh, lignant. What is that? What is that? Oh, um, okay. It's been a while since I've been in school. No, it's <laughs> a, um, no, it's not a fiber, but it's essentially what Makes trees grow so yeah. tall, but no, it's lignant is what it is. So it's essentially um, the secret ingredient, if you will, mm-hmm. to making what was once little bushes grow very, very tall. Give and them it the is ability to have the height, and you know it's very difficult to digest for various mm-hmm. uh, bacteria. And okay. Animal, so I just didn't know how to spell it. That's what I was like. It's I've, I've heard yeah. of it. I just was like, how do I spell it? What is it exactly? Because I'm thinking the moss, the luncheon, and the oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's where I was getting a little confused at. So that makes sense. Henceforth, why the the fungi couldn't? I guess what was it? They couldn't, couldn't eat consume it. They the couldn't tree. consume it mm-hmm. or digest it. Yeah. Okay, so it brings it all together. But then we quickly move on to the explanation of fossils, how they come to be. And I know, Scott, this is, I think this is more of your wheelhouse. I forget, yeah. you have so many wheelhouses. Well, no, I, the thing that I, I thought was amazing is, you know, kind of when we're breaking down all this this history, like, you know, this was the time of the trees. This was their their time in the sun, pun intended. Um, but it really was, you know, at that point in time. And they were the ones that kind of ruled yeah. the planet at that point because they basically had unobstructed ability to grow tall and, and kind of were the ones that helped shape our, the way our climate ended up becoming in a way because yeah. of the way they took in the carbon dioxide. Had more, there was way more oxygen back then. I mean, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, which is why, obviously, the bugs were able to grow right. as big as they did because the amount of oxygen, I think it, they said, was double the amount mm-hmm. that we have Correct. today. Right, right. And, Stephen, I want you involved as well because this is a big party. That's right, because <gasps> he's really into this, too. So, yeah. you know, definitely. Oh, so he pretends not to be, hasn't he? Yeah, and, and we, do, we may have a glaucoma episode coming up soon because there's so much information to digest. Right. My, my glaucoma dealer should be coming soon. So, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> your, your doctor. Yes. Your yeah. eye doctor will be arriving soon. But, okay, we've been joking around quite a bit, but there did come a, the point of one of the darkest moments mm-hmm. on the history of the planet, yeah. which were the Sib- Siberian eruptions that lasted hundreds of thousands of years that pretty much killed the whole whole history of our time. One of our the Great Dying, as right. they call Correct. it. In the mm-hmm. most depressing title that has ever is. been in existence, The Great Dying. Yeah. yeah. And, and you notice that I think this episode more than any, or is it just because we're moving further along in the series, that it 
it's connecting parts from earlier parts of mm-hmm. this of this season. You know, with episode two, a lot of with the Hall of Extinction right. and whatnot. And that's that's sort of what we talked about. We touched on a little bit last week of, that we were kind of going back to some of our first couple episodes again with the with that as well. So yeah, they are kind of tying it all together, which I think is great. And it was great because, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, so he, the whole time it was foreshadowing mm-hmm. and he was like, this is coming up a little bit later. I thought within the same episode, not seven, not episodes, seven episodes later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so basically, he, and I mean, he can, he explained it much better than we ever could. Right. So, but what are your, th- uh, the thoughts of, it scared the crap out of me. Like if I was, if I was with my six year old, I don't have a six year old, I don't think. But if I was with a child, wouldn't this scare the bejesus out of me and as a child and formulate maybe as I, as I grow up, maybe look for solutions so that we do not become one of these epochs as well? Yeah, I think well, – go ahead. Oh, no, all I was going to say is yes, it's terrifying mm-hmm. and I mentioned this last week. It's incredibly humbling because you realize how insignificant mm-hmm. really in the grand scheme of things you are. But there are two kind of uh, – there. The, there's this dichotomy going on where on one hand, yes, it is terrifying and you're going to want – to create the solutions to certain things, and to a certain extent, we can. Mm-hmm. And to a certain extent, we can um, continue to progress so that we can prevent some of these disasters from happening and wiping us clear off the face of the earth. But something that you have to take away from this, the other side of that coin, is that there are some things that are just simply out of our control, and there's nothing that we can do about it. So it's that interesting balance of yes, move forward, see what you can do to prevent these things, and also remain humble. And except the fact that you really, at the end of the day, the earth could explode. I mean, we live in a fault line, Los Angeles, and we live, <laughs> especially recently, kind of live in constant fear of when's the big one going to happen. Mm-hmm, and there's correct. nothing you can do about that except duck and cover, maybe. <laughs> Move to Arizona. Oh, you can, you can just yeah. uh, get under your desk and just put your hands over your head. You'll be all right. right. Well, same um, with yeah. the nuclear mom. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's what you got that training for. I think there were two, like you were saying, there were, there were a couple of things to take from that. One is, like you said, is that we are, you know, we're kind of humbled. Um, we're temporary as we're looking at the history of the Earth. And so in, in the big scheme of things, and he kind of did bring that up, is the fact that we're in such a short period of time in our own lifespans to be able to notice the big, broad picture. So... Yeah, there's a lot that's out of our control, but a lot of it is, is, is so gradual over time that it wouldn't affect us or our mm-hmm. children or our grandchildren or our great great. You know, we'll all be long gone before anything dramatic changes, except for, you know, human controlled climate change, which is something that we can work on and there are things that we can do, um, which I think he brought up as we got towards the end of the episode oh, without yeah, jumping too definitely. far ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so those things are things we can work on, but as far as the other things, like you're saying, out of our control, and for the most part, it's so gradual over the big picture, it's not going to affect us. Uh, so you're not personally. saying we're not facing something as catastrophic as the great dying. Right. Not 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 in our lifetime, at least, no. unless we continue to do really <laughs> stupid but at things. The same, but I mean, at the same time, and to that point, you're right. As far as we are concerned, and as far as we know, right. there's nothing, there's no immediate threat except unless you live in Los Angeles right. and like that, right. that kind of thing. But at the end of the day you never know what's going to happen. Right. We our understanding of the universe ultimately is so mm-hmm. minuscule that at some point we something could explode and exactly. we could all be gone. So you don't really And the know. Earth's you know, core you know, like we, we touch bow. into you never know those type of things, but yeah. generally 
we don't have to worry about except for the small things like natural disasters like the earthquakes the hurricanes the those type of things that are again out of control anyways and the kardashians are all out of our control Kardashian. anyways it's kardashians a are totally out of our they control. are they're out of our control so right. why worry about it so we're a bunch of nerf herders thought i'd tie that one a little star that's Wars our word. word sorry sorry steven <laughs> sorry chewbacca okay so um oh uh, you know what i forgot to say the you guys are watching us live on AfterBuzzTV.com, I hope. Yeah. But if you're not, go to iTunes, go to YouTube, go to Stitcher, let us know what you think, send us your comments, let us... We run about 80 shows a week, and one of those is uh, Chasing Maria Menounos, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which, of course, is based on our founder, you know, Maria Menounos and Kevin Undergaro, and it really, really takes a beautiful look at the family dynamic, what's behind, you know, we see the glitz and glamour, but... We really see the most important thing of all is the the Greek family, the the hijinks and Joe. I, I see Autumn clutching her chest. <laughs> oh, well, I, I come from a, I come from a Greek family, so that touches a little soft spot in me personally. But oh, yeah, so it's really important to us, guys. So we really appreciate it if you know send us your comments, let us know what you think about the series. It really it really means the world to us. So, and where can we see it? I believe it is on Oxygen. Stephen, at what time on Oxygen? What you can night? see it on Oxygen at Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Or 7 p.m. if you uh, are on the East Co- or West Coast, you can get the East Coast feed, like I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watch well, it early. You fancy. And yes, yeah. you can uh, also go on the, the Beamly app, and I moderate that room, so we can all interact there. Are you, are you doing the Beamly? Yeah, I'm doing the, the moderating the room for the show, so you can definitely come That's in cool. and can interact with me and uh, make sure you watch every week. It's a lot Talk of fun. Talk to Scott about chasing Maria Mununos yeah. on the Beamly app at Oxygen.com right. while you watch the show at 10 p.m. Tuesdays on Oxygen. Steven, I'm there we go, he, Steven. He's like the next announcer for the Price is yes. Right. I'm telling you, <laughs> come on down. All right, all right, but well, we got a show to move on to because we yes. <laughs> that was great. Pangea for four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's talk about that. But when we we're talking about the Great Dying, uh, here's. Are we? Are I'm we sorry, done? we're done. Are we done? Okay. No, cool. we can never be done. Um, nine out of ten of all. Uh, nine out of ten of all the species. Mm-hmm on earth died yeah to talk about how catastrophic that was but on the bright side this is what i was getting to we are the descendants of the survivors yes so we are the winners in this contest so far (laughs) so far so far don't don't want to don't want to jump the boat (laughs) right i don't want to jump the gun but as of right now we are killing it or i guess not killing it i guess we're living it (laughs) no well for those species to die something must rise and Mm -hmm. i think that's the overall theme we got all episode long and that little rodent i don't know if you guys saw this if you've seen this autumn especially you or even Steven, Ricky Ticky Tavi. That's what that little rodent looked like. If anyone knows what that is, I don't think anyone does. Let us know. It's a little clue. Okay. See, a clue see, for I, what? No. <laughs> that little rodent that um, Dr. Tyson showed us from New York, New Jersey looked exactly like the like this mongoose from this this cartoon from like the late '80s called Ricky Ticky. Yeah, I, I know it actually. I know I of it. <laughs> All right. I thought there was a quiz or like there was a trivia question you're going to ask people. I could answer for next week. I could do a quiz. I can do a quiz to our after buzzers, and they're that astute that they will have the answer. There is a there there is a Leia at AfterBuzz tonight on one of our shows. Let us know who it is. Okay, that is a good one. Let us move on to. I guess now they moved on to the beautiful Guadalupe Mountains of New Mm -hmm. Mexico and Texas, and. I was surprised, you know, that there was this beautiful reef, and I wish this would have been the New Mexico, I would have known this was the New Mexico uh, episode, because actually I'm from New Mexico, and actually I know a lot of people that worked behind the scenes on this show, and I'm like, oh, this cool. is, yes, mm-hmm. this is the one I, I needed to call them in. Hopefully we can get them in maybe next week to just give us a quick five-minute chat mm-hmm. to let us know just what it was like actually being next to Neil. 
<laughs> I was next, next to Neil. To I was next to Neil last year, actually. I shook hands with him. It was marvelous. It was a wonderful time. Yes. She's sitting next to me. I know. You, you, you held <laughs> so you that back this whole time. That... No, I thought I mentioned it. I thought I mentioned I it earlier. He, he, gave a, um, he gave a speech at USC, and it was absolutely incredible. Oh, that's right. Incredible. She did say that. He was okay. wonderful. All right. So, you know, the thoughts of, I know we thought of the movement of the, the continent, and we're going to move into Pangea, but yes. these near misses, these specul- the speculation that we were all one giant supercontinent, which started with, was it Abraham, I'm going to butcher the name, Mortalitis, I believe. Oh, he was the gentleman. Mortalius? Oh, no, I believe it was Mortalius. Mortalius. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Mortalius, Mortalius, potato. You're right. Okay. <laughs> potato. It's, uh, it's potato. It's potato. It's potato. Yeah. No, but, you know, he already had his thinking, you know, he had a, he had a hunch mm-hmm. that the Americas all, you know, all the continents were all one. But it wasn't until Alfred Wegener, who actually Wegener. put, some, put mm-hmm. some science behind it. But what a, how messed up was this story? He put the science behind it, but he never really knew. He was never validated by the scientific yeah. community. And that, and that happens a lot, though, yeah. that, through the years. And that is that is a sad thing. It's like you put in all this work and effort, and then you die before you ever get the credit for it until later down the road. But it was pretty fascinating. When you really stop and think about it, sort of like the people in the past that looked up at the stars and figured mm-hmm. out how all that stuff worked. It was great. that I mean, he picked up the fact that... You know, they found fossils of of similar species of extinct ferns on different continents and the same type, and it's just the detail again to kind of mm-hmm. be able to pick up on that is really cool. And I think. things that we now knowing yeah, this take for take granted. For granted. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really interesting the um, previous theory about the land bridges that connected yes. them. Right. That was interesting, and yeah. what I think is so funny is that they thought that that was more plausible. Yes, then, right. then one continent, then one continent shifting apart. Uh, that was what was fascinating mm-hmm. to me about that particular story, other than the fact that he just disappeared in the middle of the Arctic. And yeah, yes, never heard from again. Yes, seen. exactly. I'm like, oh, that was crazy. That was so sad. <laughs> crazy but, uh, too, right? No, but the the fact that they believed that there were these land bridges that mm-hmm. went from one continent to another, and that's how that would explain the fact that you had the fossils of mm-hmm. the same species on these two different continents and that they like disintegrated and this came from like folklore apparently mm-hmm. the yeah. original stories and they took it as fact once again so that was very interesting right. you know and it wasn't until of course what is, was it Marie Tharp mm-hmm. Tharp yes which was voiced by Amanda Seyfried really was why it why do I always miss who all the voices are every <laughs> and they're so week. cool too they're always such great people and I never pick up on it yeah I was, I was I think I'm just so nerding out to like what's going on and then I'm writing these notes that I miss all the voices oh man we're trying to pick up all the little things that happen yeah. you know we're just yeah. like our hands are, are cramping because yeah. we're trying to get all the info down because we once again we do go on but Scott goes on 10 minutes yeah. after he sees it so and he's the one with the most info well no Autumn too I don't know about that Dylan kid okay so <laughs> Uh, anything that we got out of this this point, of course, women in science again. Right, again, I was just going to say, that's when the, but we're, you know, being trashed here, it was in the 50s, and was totally, you know, even the way he, I mean, they, I think, kind of made their point there, but how he kind of threw this, this stuff down on, on her desk, was like, here, figure this out. Yeah. Like, she yeah. was, like, some assistant or something, you know, it was just really awful to see that. Um, and again, but luckily, she was vindicated and was able to Witness that she was correct in her her theory. Yeah, there. she was not. She did not disappear mm-hmm. and uh, never to be heard from again. She actually was able to see the uh, payoff of all of her discoveries, which was lovely to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. See, you, wrong Burgundy, you were wrong. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love Anchorman. Yes. Don't worry, Don't we all? I love Anchorman. All right, before we you guys fire me, uh, let's move on to the spaceship of the imagination because mm-hmm. they take us on this big trip down. Well, that was the good. This is the good segue here, is because we we're talking about Marie and how she had mapped out the fault lines and the mountain ranges, and basically they did a nice clear map of the entire planet there, which now takes us to the next level of the ocean. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, whenever I um, need to go down the ocean, I like to take my American Express card. I don't know about you, Stephen. My name is Yvonne Saravia, and I am a home health aide. My credit score was very high. It was like 700-something. Then I had like a hiccup in my finances. Everything just crashed. But I don't crawl under a rock and cry. It takes baby steps to get back. So that's what I am doing. With American Express Serve, you have a full-service prepaid account that helps you handle your money simply and affordably. There's no credit check. You can pay your bills online and reload cash for free at over 15,000 locations, all for $1 a month and all backed by the 24-7 service of American Express. This is what membership is. This is what membership does. Now there is no purchase fee when you get an American Express Serve card at CVS Pharmacy or Family Dollar. Offer ends June 28th. Terms and restrictions apply. Go to serve.com for more details. So like I was asking before we went into the break, um, can we take our American Express card a thousand feet underwater? No, because it would break in half because of the pressure. (laughs) pressure. Actually, that'd probably be the only thing to survive. Yes. If we were to go down there, the Amex would survive. We would not. No, the Amex would be fine. Yeah. (laughs) Never leave home without it. No, and the the beauty of this episode is what I learned about the depths of the ocean, of mm-hmm. the, about the fact that more people have been on the moon mm-hmm. than to the depths of it. Was it the Atlantic mid range uh, to the to the uh, Mariana Trench, which is Thank in the you. Pacific, the deepest one, which is about almost three, maybe more three and a half miles deep from the top of. The, I mean, it is pretty incredible when you think about that. And again, not to like bring up the ghoulish thing of like flight MH three seventy, but the point of the fact is is that even though we think about a huge plane basically disappearing you forget about the size of the ocean and that was the one thing that i remember we talked about uh, a couple weeks ago on, on my podcast is just like the sheer size of just the indian ocean i'm like just how massive every single one of these oceans are i mean they're two-thirds of the of the entire planet it's it's just mind-boggling how huge mm-hmm. oceans are and i mentioned this and how deep they are yeah i mentioned i've mentioned this before the fact that we know so much about mm-hmm. The universe in general, and we've been able to go so far outside of our planet right. at this point, and we still don't know everything that's on it. Right. And we won't. That's what's so incredible. And unfortunately, speaking of extinction, we never will be able to know the extent of what is down there because species are going extinct every day. Right, but right, right. And also course. what we're doing, again, to the oceans. I mean, when you yeah. think about it, and that, again, was a sad thing when they talk about looking at the like, oh, look at all the sea trash. Like, it's normal. That's from us putting in garbage and tons of garbage and mm-hmm. stuff in there. So we have no idea what we're destroying down there because we don't even know. Well, Ryan Whitson, actually, he says that James Cameron went down there. He did because he had the, oh, yeah. the documentary, right? Yeah, yeah and back. South Park did an episode on it, too. <laughs> can we get the, can we get the James song Cameron doesn't do what James Cameron does yeah. for James Cameron. There's, not, there's a song. Go if you can find that, I can song. find the song for you. <laughs> yeah, no, he has been. He down has there. been down there. But again, like you, you were saying, and it's sort of the same thing. We know more about the moon's surface mm-hmm. and the Mars surface than we do about the bottom of the ocean floor in these places. 
It's crazy to think about that. Even the vastest, and that there is now. Explain to me, was it? It's bioluminescence. Yes. Oh, yeah. How? Oh, here we go. James Cameron, the bravest pioneer. No budget too steep, no sea too deep. Who's that? It's him, James Cameron. Systems are normal. You guys hearing the song okay up there? Thank you. That was. <laughs> if you're watching, that was a dance interlude with us. Yes. So it was beautiful. You guys gotta watch this. It's golden age of internet. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. It's a bioluminescence. Yeah. Yes. So, so cool. And not so – on top of that, it was seeing – like Scott and I, when we watched it, it was just seeing all the life, the type of – the way they just were lit up the – was it jelly? Jellyfish. Je- the, mm-hmm. Those types of jellyfish. I'd never seen anything like that. I was in shock. I, don't, I just – to me, this is all new. It's like their own neon signs down there. You see, in, I, in I've the seen Finding Nemo a number of times, so it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen Finding Nemo, you you've know. You've seen it all. No, but ooh, – uh, Okay. Okay, so sorry. But um, – uh, all joking aside, it is pretty remarkable when you see not only what the fact that there is life down there, but it just kind of reminds you the variety of life that mm-hmm. we have on this little planet of ours. And once again, the chain of life. Mm-hmm. I believe, right. you know, because I believe we we started with is it's a key, was it chemosynthesis? Yes, chemosynthesis mm-hmm. was the able to take the uh, the hydrogen sulfide down there out of the vents there from the, the deepest parts of the ocean that make life possible, right? Because you get those, t- like you're talking about the orders, the tiny bacteria can eat those or turn that into food, and then you get the smaller uh, uh, the cr- animals and the crustaceans to be able to eat them. And then they end up at Red Lobster. And then so they on and so forth, Red yes. And so on and so forth, and then it ends up, yes, on your... Uh, Steven, you missed a golden opportunity for the circle of life on that one. I'm just saying. He's going to bring it up and then yeah. we're going to have to wait again. Nope. <laughs> no, okay, no, I, I would love that. Why not? Well, That's n- the fun. But then from there, how did we transition from there into – he went straight back into the core. We started talking about Earth's core and about, let's see, the, the iron shell, the mantle, and just, just the layers of what makes up the Earth. Pretty much, I I I was lost on there. I think I like blinked for a second because he just fires information, mm-hmm. and you're like, if there's I, a lot in this particular there was, episode. Yeah, and then basically what he said is, you know, well, we know this that the Earth is alive, right? It, 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 again, kind of what we were saying earlier is like how much of it is, and he even says alludes to in the episode about you know doesn't care, doesn't you know what life is doing on its surface and. It's continually changing, and it's going to continue to change again from where it is right now. I mean, he mm-hmm. had mentioned some of those deep uh, mountain ranges make them to the surface again, sort of like the Hawaiian Islands. When you think right. about it, those mm-hmm. were the tops of mountains, basically, that have now reached the surface because of volcano eruptions. So it's always changing. It's very organic in that sense. It's almost like its own living creature here that's mm-hmm. moving, and it's pretty fascinating. Well, he had my favorite personally my favorite segment in this entire episode was when he showed the earth and then he just sped it up really quickly if you look at like how the movement of the earth mm-hmm. and it really and he, it was meant to do this but it really kind of showed what a living organism the earth is because mm-hmm. it's so steady for us mm-hmm. primarily give you know give or take an sure. earthquake here a tornado there uh, we view it as so stable mm-hmm. that when you look at it over the course of you know throughout not even pre-recorded history you see exactly how much of a life it has, and it's absolutely fascinating and really incredible. And how much little changes can make a huge difference, especially mm-hmm. when we were talking about earlier with like the climate. 
you know, from the way Africa's climate changed and the way the Mediterranean Sea was formed that was a desert and from a great flood it completely changed. And from, you know, when South and North America were split and it was basically one ocean between the Atlantic and the Pacific and you get that small isthmus of land there and that changes the currents, it changes right. the weather. I mean, so many little things that end up as sort of like the butterfly effect. So many little things change so much. Right, India. That's when India merged, believe. And with, India ends up merging uh, with, uh, yes, with uh, Asia. And it's it's it is amazing, just those small little things that end up adding huge changes, and therefore we're able to, we're saying, brought us into the forefront here. Mm-hmm. Which brings us, and like you said, to the. I believe is it. Did we move? Did we move past? Did we just blow past the dinosaurs? We did. We just blew <laughs> yeah, past. That was way in the back of the the history. What was sort of what we were saying earlier, just. How everything kind of went about with the history okay. of the Earth? Because I was thinking, because it, it was the Triassic extinction mm-hmm. right around the. Because yeah. we're talking about the, the rat in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's right around the same time, but then we move on to current day. But no, no, we move on to the creation of the Mediterranean Sea, which happened in a blip. If you like th- a less than a right. year. Yes, I mean, no, because what we're talking about, we everything takes millions of years, and this happened in one year. Yeah. I mean... On the sped up, on the, like, it would have just happened within a right, second. Right, just a big wave and there's the water. I mean, that, and again, that does bring up the thing about how climate change and just a little bit of changes here and there can really make you, long-term consequences. You see, they're just hammering it the whole episode for the big payoff that we're going, it's coming up in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. They, it, they were setting us up the whole time. Mm-hmm. They're like, wow, these little changes do have, have these they effects do. in the past. I mean, that's when the ice receded and the levels of the water rose after that uh, that period of time. and again it's a relatively short period of time when you're thinking about the whole span of things you know only we're talking 10 15 25,000 years ago a lot of these things happened relatively uh, recent and this is when we're talking about where we actually became upright and we were on two feet mm-hmm. correct you know in the trees everything everything shifted and it's funny how the planet shifted in such a way but i want to say then quick question what's next that's uh, no. What For is our next? Species, uh, specifically, do we become cyber organisms? Is <laughs> it with, we? with well, tech? Well, there was that whole thing with Stephen Hawking, who was saying that artificial intelligence right. is going to pretty much be the end of us. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if you're touching on that later. But um, I don't. He kind of uh, touched on this when he was talking about climate change, and this is the big payoff and climate change, not naturally, but us inducing it, mm-hmm. sure. and the fact that we could be ultimately the. Um, the beginning of our own destruction. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so there uh not much will become of us. Uh, we will not we will not live too much long. I mean we will specifically, but you know, our species, our species. will not mm-hmm. uh continue to grow and thrive and we really won't be able to evolve that much if we continue on the right there. I also think it's yeah. <laughs> there think, have been too many of those. I, know, I think it's not even even climate change, but I also think like Something else we don't even think about is our own overpopulation, too. Yeah. Because not only are we having climate change, but then how are we going to be able to have overpopulation? We have twice as many people here, 9, 10 billion people. How are we going to be able to have a planet support that and have the, the amount of food? And, you know, I was reading a great article today uh, in the LA Times. They're trying to create chickens that will be able to uh, sustain to higher temperatures because of climate change and be able to thrive and be able to provide sustenance and food for more people. Well, uh, well, and the planet has a uh, unique way of kind of what, shaking itself off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we could be a part of that. We, we will be a part of yes, that. Yes, because there's only so much, I think, that the Earth can withstand of, of us before it's just too much. Before it just decides mm-hmm. to get rid of us. And it doesn't even matter. what I, I learned this because I was going to ask this question because I, 
I saw it twice, Scott. I'm sorry. I saw it with Autumn, <laughs> then I saw it with you. I missed the note. I thought she did on me. Sorry. No, that you know that Jupiter's gravitational pull mm-hmm. had quite an effect on mm-hmm. us, but as well as and my question was going to be. Is Jupiter the only thing that affects us? But then when I saw it the second time, I noticed that Venus as well has an impact. So basically Mm -hmm. every celestial body in our solar system, I imagine, has some sort of cause and effect with us. Mm -hmm. Well, everything. Right, exactly. There's the whole balance of the entire universe there. It's all playing on each other there. Yeah, it is. (laughs) I'm so awesome this is you guys are teaching i'm getting my learn on you're getting your learn on <laughs> no i'm kidding no but i'm, I'm just trying to think anything that, that we might want to move through before he mentioned he went to the hall of extinction and autumn and i brought up the fact that at minute 51 it was where he just laid the hammer down yeah, yeah. he uh, really he laid it on thick well, I, even, I even mentioned it to you earlier didn't i i was he like did. right before i got there i was like when he's going to mention us with us making climate change, because for a while it kind of felt like it didn't even have that, you know? Like, he wasn't going to bring that up. I'm like, this is odd. Well, it's interesting, because a lot of people talk about whether or not the show has an agenda. Mm-hmm. That's kind of, like, a big question. Yeah. And my... I have trouble with this, because when you're laying out facts, is it an agenda if you're just saying what is true? But with this specifically, he was definitely trying to make a point. Whether Absolutely. or not you agree, like, in the past, whether or not saying certain things has to do with whatever agenda, this was definitely, mm-hmm. and he wasn't even trying to hide it. He was mm-hmm. going, hey, also, we're killing it literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but is it an agenda, or is it by the facts that have been laid before us, Right. This will happen. Well, when I say agenda, I don't just mean like there's kind of a negative connotation, like oh, mm-hmm. it's this, um, it's this plot to deceive us. That that is kind of what is associated with it, but not necessarily. Like the agenda is to inform everyone, hey, we are screwing up here. And if you don't believe me, look at all of the cool CGI effects that mm-hmm. are also um, completely I, I, true facts as far as we're concerned. I so. agree with exactly what you're saying because there was that agenda because when we got before we got to minute 51 I could he could have just left it at basically the history and this is what happened these are the different various climate changes we've mm-hmm. gone through but the fact that he brought it up definitely is clearly like I got to bring a point across here. Will Again, it wake anyone up? Not, whether it's fact or not. Will it wake anyone up? I think people that are open to it. Uh but again there's a lot of people that are not open to that. So I haven't had an opportunity to check into the ratings a little more. I know it's taken a bit of a dip. Then mm-hmm. it comes back. You know, when it started off like gangbusters, and, and it's kind of dissipated. And it makes me sad. It does It does sadden me quite a bit because there's so much information. It doesn't matter if you agree with it or not, but just right. to have it on your radar. Right. Yeah, there's a lot to be learned. I mean, every episode we kind of come in here oh my god, look at all the stuff that we didn't know before. But it's, you also have to remember with like DVR and all these other different things that people just kind of watch it later. They do, and or they don't. Or they don't. Watch it, or they let it go. And and there was also another show that kind of is in tandem with Cosmos that I've been watching on, on uh, Showtime. It's uh, Years of Living Dangerously, and it kind of touches on a lot of the same things with climate change and what mm-hmm. we've done. And you know, they focus on Indonesia. Last week they were focusing on, on Sandy and and what happened in the northeast of the U.S. And it was fascinating because when you think about climate change, you're thinking just a foot of sea level rise and how much more it can affect. Yeah. Again, what we were saying earlier, just a small difference mm-hmm. can add a huge, dramatic, large-term effect for people in, in the planet. The mathematical, I can't even say it. The mathematical? Mathem- the mathematical mm-hmm. beauty, the language of the cosmos yeah. is just an inch 
means yeah. everything. It does. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, and I was going to add to the you know we said we could DVR it. Well, there's the the DVDs coming out. And I was reading Andrea in an interview today, and it's going to have 20 percent more footage that we did not get to see in the oh, series. Oh, fantastic! So that'll be great for us yeah, super fans. So. Absolutely, and just to learn more and take the time to really let it process and sink in. And Autumn, I know you, I didn't mean to cut you off. You wanted to. It seemed like you wanted. Oh no, to chime the only, in. no, 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 no. The only other thing I was going to say about um ratings is and about agenda and all that stuff. We all know when it comes to viewership, people don't like to feel preached at. And so the thing that becomes tricky, and especially with a show like this, when you are bringing up, for some reason, a lot of things that I guess are considered controversial, even though I don't know why or how they'd be considered controversial when they're just facts. But that's the way some people view them. It's interesting that he chose to lay it on so thick tonight because it wasn't normally if there is any agenda, it's kind of like sprinkled in Mm -hmm. here a little bit and kind of hidden. But tonight it was like, no, I'm going to break the fourth wall (laughs) and tell you this is what's happening. So it's kind of interesting that he went that like in your face about Mm -hmm. it. So I can only imagine what we could expect in the next few couple episodes because it's what there's four left. Four left. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah down the last four. And from what I read in that interview, actually, Andrian will be. I believe she directs the final episode, and she says they're letting it all hang out on that last one. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, good. So, I, they might as well, you know, right? They've got nothing to lose, really, at that point. Yeah. Because at one at that point, the viewership is the viewership, right. and if. That you know the people who are the super fans and the people who mm-hmm. are going to con- if they've stayed on for this long they're going to continue if they decide to continue mm-hmm. and if they don't then it's not going to be that affecting so and after watching this episode there will be no season two from the sounds of it with Dr. Tyson he said we're all going to die anyway. yeah we're going to die <laughs> no but wow <laughs> nobody did say this no we could leave with a happy note it's in the end it's all basically a long relay race mm-hmm. and it's up to us what we do with that baton yes yep. So, any final thoughts before we move on to news and gossip? I don't think you summed it up perfectly. Fantastic. So, Stephen, get us the music. News and gossip. Never look better with Scott in two minutes or less. (laughs) Oh, God. I got to hurry here. Actually, two two quick things, so I'll, I'll... talk about quickly here uh one of them was we uh we lost the um scientist this week that was at nasa and it kind of reminded me because of the, the scientists we talked about today with begner and and marie thrush about uh you know not getting the type of support you needed luckily he did he was a nasa scientist he was an innovator behind the lunar module he died last week mm. at the age of 95 wow. but for a long time nasa was like no 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 you can't do this your ideas are stupid we're not going to do that but because he persisted he went around the chain of command he ended up making it work. He was successful. And basically what happened was you took the bigger rocket the spaceship up into space, and then you broke apart and took the little lunar module out to be able to land on the moon. So it was less fuel. It was easier to land. It was easier to take off again. And you basically reconnected to the mothership and then returned to Earth. So if it was not for him, there's a good chance they would have not made that moon landing on uh, July 20th, 1969. So thankfully for him, sticking up for himself, continuing to make it happen when everyone was saying, no, it's not going to happen. It doesn't make sense. So, again, it's awesome to see the scientists that stand up for themselves and keep fighting for it. Uh, So rest in peace, John Holbolt. He was the NASA innovator behind the lunar module, uh, died at 95. And then the other interesting uh, news this week is that they're going to go in for a third time here to Mars to drill into the soil because they're still trying to find... You know, suitable soil to get that specific stuff to say, yes, there is life on the planet or it was potentially able to have life on the planet years ago. So uh, they targeted a rock known as Winjana, named for a gorge in Western Australia, which I think is great. Um, And they're now going to be getting the sandstone that was about an inch deep 
and uh, see what they can find. So they're still looking for friendly uh, life in the past there on the planet Mars. So that's very exciting. And the, the folks over at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory right down the street from us in La Cunada are uh, leading that. So it's pretty nice. cool. At 1.59, two minutes. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for the news, Scott. All right, so predictions. We don't really have predictions. How, like, Stephen, can, can, will you do the predictions for us? What do you foresee in the cosmos? The end of everything. <laughs> no, it's the future it's very, for humankind. You guys you had a very bleak conversation at the end there. That's and that's how yeah. that's how the episode. Right. When you watch it at home with your glaucoma medicine, I'm telling you, <laughs> no, it gets it gets dark. But there, it gets real. It does get real real fast. But what, the thing that it is important to remember is that it's not just ending on a we're doomed. Mm-hmm. It's more of a inciting kind of like we need to do something, guys. Mm-hmm. And if we do, then we'll be fine. Right. Still in our hands, so. we can still do it. We can yeah. make it happen. We can. Turn the ship around here and keep things going in a positive direction, keeping Earth in a good, friendly climate. Just for us. remember, we're all just star stuff. Oh, oh. he watches. And all we're right. all gonna die anyway, so <laughs> I'm gonna live forever. Okay, let's get yeah. out of here. Are we doing predictions? What do we really predict? What do we see next week? Oh wow, <laughs> we're going all over the place in tonight's episode. This here. is the Cosmos After Show. This is the After After Show. We just want to thank our fellow after buzzers, Ryan Whitson, Watchtower Base, Anthony Allenberg, <laughs> Joseph Boza. We can't do the show without you. I salute you all. Remember, you. we have 20 million weekly downloads on iTunes in over 100 different countries. But you, Chatroll, you are at the core. You are the backbone of Afterbuzz. You are our heroes. To the stars and beyond. Was that Toy Story? <laughs> to Infinity and Beyond. <laughs> to Infinity and Beyond. <laughs> we salute you. And Jurassic Park. You know, it's all connected. All right, it's all Steven, connected. It's Star stuff. Get us out of here. <laughs> well, are you going to say where we can find you on Twitter? Right. Oh, well, <laughs> Scott, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at sman80, sman80. You can find me on Twitter at autumnchicklis, A-U-T-U-M-N-C-H-I-K-L-I-S. And I can be found at TV and on Instagram and Twitter. So... For Scott, Autumn, the lovely Stephen. Hey, Stephen, where can they find you? You can find me engineering your after show in about seven parsecs. Oh! oh. oh. The force is strong wow. with him. that, we're going to get out of here. All right, folks, Done. that does it for another week of Cosmos. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.